Uh, hey guys, it's Carla. That's not Mary. No, I'm Mercedes. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode of Lip Service. Uh, not just Lip Service, rather. Uh, today we have a great episode. I'm pretty excited about this. Um, this is going to be a real life, transparent, open discussion with Mercedes about her experience um, starting her aesthetics business. She will tell us all about how she got started. I have a lot of questions for her about what she did to grow her business. Um, spoiler alert, she grew it from zero to about a hundred grand in gross revenue in about nine months. Um, so really just had some great success and uh, did it really all by herself, uh, which is what a lot of our mobile injectors at Smiley and then our independent injectors and then people just out um, trying to get their business going uh, do. So we are super pumped to hear from her. And I thought we could just start out with and get right into it with Obviously, tell us a little bit about your background, your history um, before uh, doing aesthetics, and then what made you decide to do aesthetics. So, majority of my time was spent in the ER, and I'm actually double board certified uh, in emergency nursing, so ER was like my passion. I absolutely loved it. I worked in a men's prison for about five years as well. That was a lot of fun. And then I started working from home doing telephone triage. So, I I was I was bored. I, I, truth be told, I wanted to stab people you know I really I really miss that like the, yeah. the ER nursery wanted to start IVs and do things so I started trying to look for you know what alternate business options are I didn't really want to work for anybody because I wanted to make my own schedule and I did actually I researched probably three or four months before I came across um aesthetic nursing and I was like you know what these 11s they've really been bothering <laughs> you me. this wrinkle yeah it's in the all I could do something with <laughs> this because uh, it was like the end of COVID and I sure. woke up and I had 11s Mm, makes sense. Yeah, I was I was pretty upset. So I started researching and I came across several different companies and I found Smiley and it just was, I don't know, it seems completely different. And then you had that uh, at the time you were doing like the weekly um, interest calls. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, you? I do remember yeah. that. And so you were downstairs yeah. at, at like a card table set up and yeah. you zoomed with me. And, we, and you just were like, yeah, well, I'll tell you everything. And you did. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is the... I guess the, the, the mantra there. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, you said one thing that, that triggered me. It's kind of unrelated, but how many nurses uh, move away from the bedside and then want to do right. something associated with their skill set? Uh, and we get, we, we liked being with patients, physically doing tasks. Um, a lot of us are very task oriented. So aesthetics is certainly gives you both best of both worlds. Like yeah. you don't have to go back into the hospital and do all that, um, but you can do some of those nursing things. So that's a, that's cool. Um, so you found us. That's great. Uh, I will share my first experience with Mercedes was funny. I can't help it. I tell, I tell everybody generally, even in our classes now that we teach, um, Mercedes came to class. You were late. Were you late? I was late. She was late. Um, and she comes in like a, you know, ball, little ball of fire and, uh, sits down and it's, and it's, you know, flustered for being late. I don't really care. Um, but I'm telling, I think, my background at the time. Yeah. And I uh, mentioned HCA, which I'm very open about. Absolutely a uh, big fan. And uh, Mercedes, I mean, I could steal her. She was sitting right, like, right in the corner seat. I could feel her prickle. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I don't like HCA. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think my words were, I just escaped from HCA. Yeah, I just escaped from HCA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there was such, there was so much passion behind it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I had 11 years with them. So yeah. It was an escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, another good example of, you know, different experiences, whether that's at an individual hospital or whatever the case is, we've talked about that, but, um, 
Yeah, so I was like, okay, this girl is going to be a lot of fun. And here we are, again, spoiler alert, at uh, the other end of that journey, uh, right at a year later. Yeah. Yeah, right at almost exactly a year later, and she's full-time with us as our director of training and um, strategic growth. So it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, okay, so let's dive into you got trained with us. What did you do before you got trained? Because a lot of injectors make the mistake, in my opinion, or show up, and you've witnessed this. I'm like, where are y'all at in y'all's businesses? How many of y'all is this the very first, you saw a training and you thought, yeah. whoop, I'm going to do that. And like half of the people raise their hand. And yeah. I'm always like, okie dokie, we have, we have some work to do. So what did you do beforehand, if anything? I did a lot of obsessive research. I'll be honest. Really? So, don't, yeah, don't, don't say. Yeah. Um, and I talked to my dad and my brother because they both own their own businesses and, and are very successful and just kind of was like, hey, you know, do you think I can do this? Uh, I mean, I'm a nurse. I have no idea how to do anything businessy. I pay someone to do my taxes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just kind of researched, you know, the uh, statistics for new businesses, like how successful they That's are. That's kind of scary. Terrifying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and I still fairly went with it. Um, and then, like, you know, startup cost potential. Mm -hmm. And then I got my books in, the ones that are recommended on the website, and I studied the heck out of those books. I made note cards, I highlighted, I flagged, I mean, it was yeah. like I was in nursing school. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's a big deal. It's your face, right? Yeah. I was I was nervous and I was expecting, you know, to come to class and I didn't know who was teaching it. You, Mary, I wasn't sure, but I was expecting you guys to ask us questions and and I didn't want to be put on the spot and look yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned something that's really important to know. That's not a negative, but it just is what it is. Not only are you learning a whole new bit trade in owning and operating a business, mm -hmm. you're also going into really a new field of nursing yeah. that you've never been in. It has a lot of the same skill sets, like all of nursing that you had in the past, but it's a double-edged double, double -edged sword there. So um, it, it's, it's, you know, we've always prided ourselves on making it very easy to do this, to own and operate your business, and we try to give you as much as we can, but there's still a big hump there that you have to get over, and if you're not willing to do the work on the front end, uh, then you're already setting yourself up for failure. So you were very clearly prepared. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, clearly knew what you were talking about. Uh, clearly had studied, and that's the biggest thing because it all is very simple. Um, it, it, it is huge, and it's very, it's very simple, though, content when it's all said right. and done. That requires practice, much like anything. But starting an IV is simple. There's yeah. five or six steps, and you'll know them in no time. It's just hitting the vein just takes time to learn. Um, okay, so you came to class well-prepared, and then after you left class, what, what were you thinking, um, like, immediately after because I do a business hour that yeah. can be a little overwhelming, especially for nurses. Um, what were you thinking? What were the next steps? Okay, so the biggest takeaway that I <laughs> that I had from that day, something that you said, it just reverberated in my mind over and over again. And you said, we can help you with everything, but we can't give you clients. Right. And that just, like, that stuck with me. And I just kept thinking about that. I'm like, okay, so she can't give me clients. So how am I going to get clients? Can I actually do this? Can I can I hustle? And, and I know my husband, he was like, yeah, you can hustle because you've been hustling in our neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, which is how I paid for the class and how I've actually made my first order. I was doing, so I was working from home at the time. I had been doing that for just like two years or so. And again, I was miss, missing that patient contact. And so I was like, I'm going to be decent. Um, you know, one of my nursing certifications is, um, well, it's certified pediatric emergency nurse. So I advertised that in the neighborhood and people were really excited about it. Yeah. So I babysat like crazy. Yeah. And then I, um, dog sat and cat sat. Yeah. And dog sat, I'm talking like I would have four or so dogs in the morning before work 
four dogs on my lunch break, which was an hour, thank goodness, and then four dogs afterward, <laughs> and then before I went to bed. Have to go let them out again, yeah. Yes, yeah. and so um, I, I killed it in like one month. I made close to five grand, yeah. and that was what I used. Yeah. to start yeah. my business. But what did you ask me? Well, what I just, I thinking. No, yeah, well, right after you got out. Yeah. I, but I, but, but I actually, you brought up, that's a great point to bring up um, about how you paid for the, the yeah. startup. Uh, we, and this again, a lot of this is in light of Smiley. We're very transparent about what we think it's going to cost um, to get started, uh, to get your first client in the door and all those before you start actually making a dollar back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot, uh, and I've said this before, a lot of nurses um, are very, very much like want to spend $5 and make a thousand. Right. And it's like, wait a second, you're starting your own business. Yeah. There are, there like this is, a lot of people will spend a hundred grand, 50 grand, mm-hmm. 200 grand, a million, million starting a business hoping that they, you know, obviously make that, that right. ROI, that return back on what they invest. But it is an investment, and it's something that you have to plan for. If you are one of those people who are paycheck to paycheck, and, that, and I don't know anybody's financial status, and you're like, I'm going to do this to fix my financial problems, it's that's probably not, not the answer. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, you that, that it, that's tough, um, but it's not a great solution um, because there is, you will, you, you can, it just it puts a whole nother level of stress and one misstep, one bad day, one bad week, one week where you're sick and can't take clients and you fall further and further behind. And that's why a lot of businesses, one of the reasons a lot of businesses fail. So I think it's really important to note that you you took the time to hustle and save money and make a plan before you just hopped right in, whether that was just a month. You can do it in just a month. The other thing I want to bring up, because we're a very practical podcast here, is you don't have small children. Right. Um, and that's, that's not good or bad. Um, but that is of note, a lot of nurses yeah. who are looking to get away from the bedside, a lot of people in our age group still have young children. Right. Um, it, it would be very difficult to do those things. You have a supportive husband. Like, yeah. so I always bring up some of those things because we are not talking about, you know, uh, with the most respect, a single mom struggling to make in meet who's got four kids and no help. Like these, these scenarios that we paint, um, just don't, aren't going to fit every single person. Yeah. So uh, I always want to kind of bring up those disclaimers because uh, we never want to, you know, discourage anybody. Um, but the pictures we paint, we try to paint the average and just not everybody falls into the average. So anyway, OK, so you get done with class. Um, thankfully, you're not really f- behind financially. A lot of people are. They've spent five thousand dollars they either saved for or maybe didn't have or whatever the case is, which is what we see a lot. So you're a little different in that regard. However, uh, I know you and I know how much pressure you put on yourself. So go ahead. Tremendous amount. Yeah. That was when I, I talked to my dad and he said, well, you know, keep in mind, most businesses are in the red for even two years. Right. You know? And so he's like, you just need to think that through. And he, you know, he went over startup costs with me and he's like, okay, I mean, it sounds like you could maybe make your profit back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got started with all of the steps that you gave us in class, you know, getting my LLC, getting my malpractice insurance, literally just every single thing that you had. I think we had a, uh, a handout. Yeah. Um, you know, like the business PowerPoint, and I just wrote all that stuff down, and I just, I got to work. Yeah, getting all that stuff. How long was it from the time you were done with the class until the time you had your first client? So I had I did class on November 19th, and I took my first client on December 11th. Okay, so you had a pretty good gap. Yeah, um, and, and it was terrifying. Yeah, uh, and how did you feel about that? You said it was terrifying. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that. 
so I had posted, I was posting all over online and it turned out that the Nextdoor app was kind of what got me my first several clients. Now, mind you, my post in What's Door app had so much negative response. People were losing their minds that I was practicing illegally. And finally, this one girl, she, I don't even think she was a nurse. She just said, has anyone clicked on the website that she provided? Number one, she has more letters behind her name than majority of nurses that take care of you. And number two, if you go to her website, it says who her medical director is and how she views safety as her number one priority. Yeah. She never became a client, but just the fact that she, you know, took Said up Said that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so I had several clients um, that called from next door. And I remember the first one, uh, she, she does not know that she's my first client. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will not tell our first clients because, right. no. you know, we, we are confident oh, in our abilities. Right. <laughs> Um, but she's like, wow, they really tore you up on next door, didn't they? And I'm like, oh, is that, is that how you found out about me? She's like, yeah. But I'm like, but it didn't bother you? She was like, no, I looked at your website and mm -hmm. you know, you looked legit. So I was, um, there was a, a, another ejector that I took a class with or that took the training class with Ashley Pommel was her name. And she did my lips. I did her Botox. She did my Botox. And so we kind of switched information and mm -hmm. connected and, and honestly, um, I, I really truthfully would not have even gotten to this point of having my first client had it not been for having a buddy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. she really, like, we did everything together, and she had already had her first client. Um, and I remember that I called her on the way freaking out. Mm -hmm. You know, I had I had practiced all my dots and everything, and um, I get to his client's house, and I'm getting ready, and, like, here is my hand. And I was like, stop it, Mercedes. <laughs> you have literally done life-saving things in the ER before. Like, yeah. you can stab someone in the face. It's not that big of a deal. And I texted you uh, my dots to make sure it was okay. And then so I, I change you, them or keep them? I, you kept them. Oh, good. And then I asked you two equals five, right? Is two five? Two is five, right? What? Two units is five units. Oh, oh, oh right? right, right, right. I yeah. had like that last minute brain fart of, oh my goodness, how much Botox am, am I putting in this woman's face? And I did it. And uh, when I left, I called Ashley almost in tears. <laughs> the panic that ensued was more than I had ever experienced before as a nurse. Yeah. And I pulled in my driveway and I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to vomit, Ashley. This is happening. And I said, I think I put the wrong amount of Botox on one of the spots. And she's like, by how much? I'm like, two units. It was all two units. I'll put four instead of two. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, it was... There was a lot of anxiety, and what my anxiety drove me to do was to research like a maniac. Yeah. So I stayed up all night uh, watching <laughs> videos of injectors injecting and saying, okay, maybe, okay, yeah, I did do that. Maybe I didn't mess up her face. Or, oh, my gosh, no, I didn't do that. I, I, I poked her two millimeters up. to the right. Exactly. It's over. This is, it's over. That's how severe it was. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 you're bringing up great points about... You know, we try we we honed so much on safety compliance in class that I think it does send people in a, in a, with a fear in them, which is kind of what we want. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully drives the ones with the entrepreneurial and educational spirit to educate themselves yeah. further. But the point you're bringing up is after all of that preparation, and I know you very well and you're very detail oriented, you were still freaking out over using an insulin needle yeah. in someone's skin, which you've done a million times. Right. The point of that is a positive to all those out there who are like still haven't taken their first client or took their first couple and feel like total failures or God forbid your first client isn't happy. That really can shut some people down. And the fact is we all go through that exact same thing. If you don't think I was sweating through my freaking clothes with my first client acting like I knew exactly what I was doing <laughs> and I'm losing it. 
we're all the exact same. Every single one of us is freaking out that first time. Just like when we took our first set of vital signs. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even want to knock on the door when I was at first. I was a tech. Didn't even want to knock on the door. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going in there. Mr. Smith. Is it Mr. Smith? Oh my God. Is it Mr. Smith? Was that the other room? Is this the right room? Is it Mr. <laughs> Smith? Like I can't even knock on the freaking door, you know? So we all experience that, but that to me is a quality we should have. We always talk about right. the wild, wild west and aesthetics and nursing and those people who don't have that, who are like, I got this right off the bat. And you're like, yeah, you're terrifying. Yeah, you're a terrifying person. Uh, you should have confidence. But if you don't have nerves the first time, then then you're kind of a terrifying person. Um, okay, so you had that first client. Um, you, you know, you whatever. You make that first sale, which the first time someone calls you, it is the most exciting thing. I mean, I remember it, 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 someone I've got a client. Like, yeah. it's the first sale. It's the first dollar you make. Uh, that's super exciting. So after that, after your first one, was your second one easier? And then talk about getting, because getting your first client is the hardest, as you right. talked about. That is a common principle. Did clients start coming faster? And then how was your experience with those clients? Well, technically, my second client was a lot easier because while I was at my first client's house, she called a friend. Amazing. <laughs> so I had a second one. Perfect. Um, but then after that, I did. I, I had a difficult time. I had a lot of people reach out um, that wanted services but wouldn't quite... Um, you know, pull the trigger, so to yeah. speak. And so I got to where I, I actually I did something that you and Mary really don't recommend, which not to say that you don't recommend it, but um, you guys are, you know, kind of um, like you like to hold firm on prices. Yeah, yeah. Not devalue. Unless you're garnering new clients. So right. just, yeah. So I know. What you're, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So I was looking for content models, mm -hmm. basically, is what I said. You know, I'm, I'm newer in this part of nursing and I just really want some content models. So I kind of lowered my prices and, and I reached out specifically to my friends and family yeah. to let them know and see if they knew anybody. Like I didn't put that on social media. Yeah. Um, but I, so I was able to get quite a few um, lip filler clients under my belt that way, mm -hmm. which made me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really nice. And then after that, um, January kind of picked up and then February picked up even more. And then March was like, wow, this is my craziest month ever. Mm -hmm. But before I even get that far, what um, Ashley Pummel and I did was we sat down and we made business goals. Yeah. So my goal number one was that I wanted to recoup the um, money that I spent sure. on um, like the class and all of my first, um, did you want to do that gross sales or with profit with profit? Okay. Cause there's a big difference. Um, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but we, you know, we, we talk a lot about business and try to educate nurses on that. The difference between gross profit and net profit. I Googled that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot, and that's, and a lot of people will gross being, I put 64 units in your face and I get $640. That is gross revenue on it. But that doesn't take out the cost of goods sold or the gas it took me to get there or the needle I used and all of those things that go into um, the expenses that come out of that number to get you to net profit. So, you know, knowing your profit margin. So if you sp make $500 on a client and you know you have a 50% profit margin, that means you're going to net $250. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing what you did, you'd be able to take $250 off the 5000 you started with. So just a little short um business tip there but yeah, go ahead because again I had to google that to to figure it sure. out so yeah so we made business goals and then um like long-term goals right and then also we focused on doing monthly goals so I'm gonna get five new clients this month and I'm gonna book one Botox party this month that type of stuff and uh, again you keep bringing up things Mercedes did it so well which is why I always put the disclaimer in that <laughs> her journey is almost perfectly done um because what five new clients in a month and one Botox party tells you is realism. Yeah. It is realistic. 
saying I want to get 20 clients this month is not realistic. Even 10 may not be realistic. If you crush the first five in three days, congratulations. Yeah. Do, do. Go ahead. The rest of the month, I'm going to try to get five more. Sure, I can see somebody doing that. But we set unrealistic goals and expectations. Um, you know, I had a, one of our objectors call me recently, and uh, she had been doing it for three weeks. And she'd already grossed like five grand. I mean, she was crushing it. But she had spent all in on everything she had done, every single thing. And she owned a, a, a collagen pen outright, all of it, tips, everything, had paid for everything. And was at like maybe 9000 and had literally bought a, a collagen pen, a whole other service, a, a, a um, piece of capital equipment. And she was concerned that it had been three weeks and she'd only made $5,000 and she'd already spent 8900 And I was like, I mean, we're, we, and that's not a knock against nurses. We're just so far off from understanding yeah um you know those those two numbers and what they actually mean um and depreciation and we can get into some really severe things so yeah. setting realistic goals for yourself um in business you know i don't want someone to be in the red for two years uh but to get back to where you're actually netting profit month over month in aesthetics i mean a minimum of six months a minimum um if you put every penny back into your business um, and so that's a big, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So, and you're managing yourself in those first few weeks. Are you taking money out? Are you allowing yourself to, I'm going to go get my nails done with this $12 profit, any of that stuff. Talk about that. I didn't take any money out until month nine when I decided to quit my full-time job. And then I realized that I needed to be able to take money out yeah. to pay myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, everything I, I put back in the business and I actually, I didn't even buy a microneedling pin until I had recouped. Um, all of my startup costs. Right. That was one of my goals. You know, I'll add a new service once I've can afford it. Can afford it. Sure. Yeah. And then once I feel comfortable with this other service too. And then, and of course, I had, um, you know, like an Excel spreadsheet, you know, set up and all that stuff to put my expenses in so I could keep track of it. And in the meantime, like in the background, I was making my website. Yeah. Um, I was learning how to do what? What was the question that you asked me? Just, just uh, the money, the money okay. that you, and you're, you're on track. Yeah. So I, I was learning how to make ads. I was learning about marketing just in general, cause I'm not a marketer. Yeah. I have no idea how to do any of that stuff. So I was just doing tons of research about how to make sure that I don't um, waste the money that I just yeah. put in. Yeah. Well, and you, you, you're hitting on some other things uh, in marketing, you know, that is uh, a beast for a lot of people and yeah. it's scary. Um, but the good thing is in aesthetics, because social media is absolutely the number one way to go above everything else. Uh, we stand on that very firmly. Facebook, thank you, Mark Zuckerberg and Instagram connect. It's free. Meta for business yeah. is free. It allows you to do so many things for absolutely free. Manage leads. It's a CRM. It is so many things. Ads and stuff cost money. Um, but it'll literally walk you through how yeah. to make an ad and how, what you can and cannot do, uh, how to make sure it's compliant, like employment. You can't pick an audience because you can't, you know, you can't um, discriminate. So you got to have, you can't have a specific audience. You can only do location, things like that. It's free. It's a free tool. 24-7 support. They do. It's, uh, it's a wildly underused tool. Um, but again, it's not because we don't want to do it. We just don't know. Yeah. Uh, which is why we sing it from the rooftops. Uh, Mary and I are just all about doing, um, doing those things for marketing. Um, and again, talking about getting on track with um, how you spent your money, it's free. So that if you can manage that and, you know, you'll get a lot of things from marketing companies telling you that you don't know what you're doing, managing ads and all that kind of stuff. That may be true for bigger companies, possibly. Um, but because it's at your fingertips to learn, um, I don't want to undervalue any, anybody's digital knowledge and, and the marketing experience. 
you, when you're starting out, can absolutely do it at a level that garners your clients. Um, because we've talked about your ads and they were successful and you've garnered clients from those. So is it perfect? And could you have garnered a couple more? Sure. But how much would you have had to pay a company to make them that much more successful, you know, to get those clients? Yeah. Um, so some of those, what you're describing is really a bootstrap mentality. Uh, when you take everything that you made and you put it right back in your company, uh, and you know, as long as you eat food uh, and things like that, uh, that is very much a bootstrap. You're going to learn to do it yourself instead of outsourcing. However, there comes a point in time when outsourcing is necessary. So talk about at what point that became necessary for you. You're still working a full-time job. You know, you do have a family, a husband and kids. And, and how did you manage uh, that? And when did you decide to outsource? So once it got to where I was spending more time um, learning how to better optimize my ads, that I was just like, you know what, I feel like I can pay someone from like Fiverr or something to do this optimization instead of me spending the time learning how to do it. Yeah. It was just, it was a lot, it it was worth the money. So I did find a wonderful guy on Fiverr. Um, very cost effective. And what was nice is instead of just doing it, he taught me how to do it. Right. Over like, I think it's a we great had point. Like, yeah, we had like five one hour Zoom sessions mm-hmm. all recorded. He gave me everything um, and he managed them for 30 days, like five ads for 30 days. It was like 120 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it was wonderful. Um, and I learned a ton and then I felt confident to move to that next step to take my ads to the next level. Uh, again, a- another perfect example of you don't have to go zero to 60. So you don't have to go from no marketing help to a full-blown marketing agency. There are steps you can take in between on almost everything, that accounting, bookkeeping, all of it. You don't have to go from managing all your own books, bless you, managing all your own books to giving all of your stuff away and have a full-blown accountant who does it all for you. Right. There are in-between steps that you can do where you spend some money, but you don't rope yourself into things that you maybe can't afford or are going to strap you. Uh, so that's another um, really, really solid point um, that you made there. Um, okay, so talk about, did you have a slow period? Did you have a uh, period after you got going where things slowed down? Uh, and if not, do you attribute that to anything? Or do you just think you got traction, which is really important, and it just kept rolling? I really think I just got traction, and it kept rolling. Things, yeah. Every month, got my sales were higher and higher until June. And June was my, um, at, at that time, obviously, June was like, three times all of my other months. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I thought aesthetics was supposed to be kind of, you know, slowing down. Yeah. July and August for the record. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured that out, but, um, which July was horrific. Yeah. You know, I think I had like five clients the whole month or months previously, you know, I had a crap ton more than that. Um, so yeah, really my only slow period was July. I, I got traction and I, I just kept going and mind you, I was working eight to five. Yeah. So everyone that I treated, I saw from, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. And then on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, you're describing that, that, what you're describing though is what is something important to note. Not everybody can do that, right? right. Or you, it, sure, maybe everybody can or most people can, but it is hard. You've described that as one of the tired, most fa- exhausting, exhausting, yes, fatigue period time of your life um, because, Don't and I recommend it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I say this, I said it, you know, we did it, we were on Patreon last night um, doing a live and I said it you're you get to the point where you have your full-time job and then you have this and there's either most often time runs out you literally can't physically do it anymore um, maybe your side job is here and your full-time job is here and then if this is five thousand dollars a month and this is two well that's seven thousand dollars a month you, if you be very very careful to not adjust your life mm-hmm. to the seven thousand dollars a month you want to keep it and start working it more and more towards this lifestyle and these are just number examples because at some point you're going to have to drop this one off if you want this one to rise up. 
Um, I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, people ask me all the time about that. Uh, I think yeah, you came, we yeah. talked about you, we yeah. went through your stuff. Um, and it's very difficult because there's a lot of factors. Uh, and unless you have a one-on-one, -on -one, it's almost impossible to know. Uh, but uh, tell us what happened when you turned your attention in to your business or when you knew you were going to let go. That's, that's tough because we have a short, how short is our window there, a month? Probably. Yeah, not, not, not very long. Um, so what we're talking about or what, why, what's going on in our heads is that very quickly when she decided that she was going to go full-time in her business, we had an opportunity at Smiley. We we're bringing on someone full-time, um, and needed her skill set. And I approached Mercedes or vice versa about her coming on full-time with us. So we don't have a great, um, the one thing that's lacking from her story is what happened when she turned her attention in yeah. to her business. Well, and that was the thing because I, w I was nervous about quitting my full-time job mm -hmm. you know what if I don't get enough clients so I actually asked uh, I offered you my consulting services right mm -hmm. like I've done SOPs and other jobs right and things like that oh that's right that's right yeah. that's right okay and then you were like well actually yeah and I I was really caught off guard because I didn't expect the conversation to go in that direction and right. I was not I, that wasn't what I wanted to do right yeah in my mind I wanted to yeah to run the Mercedes of Botox and kill it um, and then I was like, well, but I kind of have, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of did that, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, but talk a little bit more about, let's back up to where you, when you decided to quit, because we did have the conversation, we and we sat down and talked about it, um, and I was very encouraging, if I recall, because yeah. um, you had yeah. crushed it, um, but it's still, what was going through your head, I mean, talk even about, if you don't mind, share your thoughts with, like, your husband, um, even if you, even some more personal details about, you know, and be transparent, like financially we could do this. I can't fail, but I could have backed up. You know what I mean? Just talk a little bit through yeah. that. I mean, it was definitely like the most vomiting month of my life. Yeah. Um, at the time I had um, one of my teenagers, my teenage stepdaughters living with me. And so our expenses had, you know, increased anyways, just because teenagers eat a lot of food and, you know, things like that. And so, a girl, I mean, goodness. Right. So. Yeah. All the things that they, that they need. And she was in her senior year. So yeah. you've got all of those expenses. So, you know, just thinking through that, um, I was quite, um, I, I was very overwhelmed. It, it, it was hard to pull the trigger even after I spoke to you. And I mean, I gave Carla everything. I was like, look <laughs> at all of my expenses. You know, these are all the streaming services I have. Uh, what do you think? Can I make it? And my husband, he's, um, he's very, very supportive and he really just wants me to be happy. Yeah. And so he's like, as long as you're going to be happy, he's like, you've been doing a great job. I just, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think we could figure it out. Worst case scenario, I work some overtime. I really think we can figure it out. And he's like, let's just be honest. We all know HCA. It's still, yeah, that you, you have places. Yeah. You yeah. Back, as a nurse, you can go back. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was the big thing was being realistic. Okay. You know, yes, financially, um, I can't completely fail, like you said, but I do have some ground to stand on here. Mm -hmm. And, and the actually one of one of my really good friends who I worked in the ER with, she helped me as well to look at how much profit have I actually been making right. each and every single month right. and how much would I have, would have I would have I would I have made yes would I have been paying myself yeah you know at this point in time my paychecks are going to cut off yeah so am I going to have that profit to then be able to pay myself yeah yeah uh, it is a difficult difficult time yeah. to and thing to decide and uh, no one can make that decision for you um you do I think have I was a basket case uh, a little cried. bit there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I cried to Adrian yeah yes. well I mean it's a lot you know I remember you texting and telling me you put your notice in and like it's happening in August 1st and yeah um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's a big moment. We've had several injectors do that and they all go through the exact same thing. So, um, 
your story is obviously just one of um, extreme success, but it, it's, it's, you know, marrying my story is one of extreme success too, but yours is a good example of you had all the, the similar things, but you took a very realistic amount of time to get to a point of, I'm going to do this. Right. Um, much sooner than six, nine months is, is asking to be on the top 2% of the bell curve. Um, which is hard. It's it's very difficult to do it in under six months and to get to a point where you can replace, you know, a $100,000 salary or whatever it is. And that's profit. I mean, you got to pay yourself, just going to run your business. So it's even more money you'd be making in revenue a year um, is just really difficult. So I just feel like your story is really doable, uh, is a really good highlight of you didn't have a lot of missteps. You didn't make a lot of mistakes. And so that that is something to consider. There people will make mistakes. Um but it is why you lead and are the lead voice for us when it comes to new injectors, because there are steps you can take, and you're a shining example of that, to set yourself up for success before you start, as you learn. And it's not like you were a business person. It's not like you knew, you know, what was going to happen. And I think that's what made it for me is not being a business person. I treated people the way that I wanted to be treated. Right. I followed up with my Botox clients. Right. I put an alert in my calendar for three days and two weeks. And I followed up with every single one right. of them. Yep. You know, I made sure to give them that customer service that I knew that I wanted. And I educated the heck out of them because yeah. that's not always very common in this field. It's right. Just, you know, in nursing in general. And so, I'll, you know, when I go back and look at the reviews that I have from clients, I feel like education or educate is mentioned in almost every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You're um, even now to this day when we get reviews on you, it's education is like the top thing. And that is uh, a differentiator. Uh, I, Mary and I agree. We, we focus on the same thing. We were very educational, explaining why you needed yeah. this particular medicine, why you need this dose of this medicine. It's a prescription medicine. The FDA has approved XYZ. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, really being informative and taking that time yeah. uh, to slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always recommend new injector, new client appointments to be at least 30, if not 45 minutes mm-hmm. on Botox. And there's a lot of places, you know, you can go in to the mcdonald's of botox places and you can you know get in their chair and get out of my chair in five minutes right. um there is none of that stuff so some people like that which is fine but a lot of people we still have so much opportunity people don't even know what botox is literally yeah, people totally. are like wait so is this botox or a filler is a filler a botox or what i mean it's fascinating so educating people is um is just really important yeah well what else any other any other thoughts or um things about your experience you want to share i I mean, hands down, like, yes, I was successful, but I still could not have done any of this without the help that Smiley offered. Oh, well, I, bravo. I, and truly, I mean, I, I, all the things that you guys have in the background, the SOPs, our injector handbook, I mean, all of the things that I didn't have to think about right. that were done for me right. um, and set up to keep me, because I'm huge with um, compliance and safety mm-hmm. and, you know, working legally within my scope of practice. I don't want to lose my nursing license. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be that person on the news. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, and, and if I lost my nursing license, I don't know what I would do for a career. Anyway. Yeah. 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 We'd so, all be lost. Yeah. So just having all of that um, support. And that doesn't mean that I had access to you 24-7, right? Right. You're running a, a huge company. But, um, you know, the people that were put in place to help were were huge. Yeah. Our resources. Um, and you're bringing up a point that's applicable to all businesses. The resources are there. Yeah. Are you going to them first or are you trying to take a shortcut and just ask Absolutely. somebody? Um, and if you will, again, it's that whole, don't be given the fish. If it will teach somebody how to fish, that whole mentality of that uh, really plays true. And the ones that are successful truly are the ones that are willing to teach themselves and exhaust their 
resources before they just want someone to hand it to them. Yeah. The ones who want the handouts are still sitting where they were two years ago because they just are looking for a handout yeah. and they don't have that spirit. And I think that's neat that there's a, a introspect, like a, a self-awareness um, that needs to happen with that as well. Um, if you don't have an entrepreneurial spirit, if you don't have a hustle, if you don't, if you get, you know, home from a, from a day at work and you're just done, it may not be the right fit for you. And that makes you feel trapped and all these things. That's a whole other conversation. But you've got to have the ability, the energy, the time to be willing to sacrifice a lot to make it yeah. to make it happen. And to be willing to keep learning. <coughs> yes, I've always. More education or continuing education since I started this um, oh. career than I probably did like in my last three years prior yeah. to starting this. Well, it is people's faces. It's so. people's faces. Do, I mean, we, yeah. we were dealing with people's lives, yes. but, you know, for some reason the face thing just really, really going. It's a lot more stressful, yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, we will continue to have Mercedes on and we will continue to have other people on. Um, I want to bring on our VP of Injector Growth, our Strategic Growth and Training. Uh, it's got to come on on one episode coming up and we're going to continue to talk to them about how they're growing people because it's all applicable to anybody out there. Um, I do want um, to do a shameless plug for our Patreon. We put on, Mercedes was just on last night. She um, sees what's on there. We do all kinds of educational videos. There's a lot of free information on there. There's a lot of stuff that's uh, paid for $50 a month. We put three to six new videos, items, consents, procedures, all kinds of stuff on there. Legal, business, clinical. Mary does live injections. Um, I try to help with, I have a basic accounting class on there, like just all kinds of stuff to try to help uh, help our community. Because when we help each other, we're just elevating the aesthetics industry as a whole. Um, we, we talk constantly about it being such a jerk industry and we just don't feed into that. So sharing people's stories, exactly what they did to be successful. There's plenty to go around. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, please do like and subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. We appreciate it um, and share it uh, if you find it valuable, because if you find it valuable, then there's certainly somebody else out there who's um, going to find it valuable as well. Um, and yeah, thank you again, Mercedes. We appreciate it. And we will see you guys. This will drop at 10 a.m. on Sunday. It's probably, or I guess I should say that. Um, and our episodes drop every Sunday at 10 a.m. And yeah, we will talk to you again. Thank you. Bye. Fuck it ending. <laughs>